Hi everyone and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast. The podcast that seeks the answer to the question of what are we even doing here <laughs> from a biblical perspective. This is in our own personal lives and the world in general. I'm Daryl and I'm here with my wife Karen. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> and our dog Norma is here so you'll hear her walking around and with her little little chain she has or not really a chain. It's called a collar. It's a collar. <laughs> it's not a chain collar, but it's got like little jinglies on it, like her dog license and all that. So it makes noise when she lays down on our floor. But anyway, uh, how you doing? <laughs> how are you today? Actually, I don't know if you can hear. We have the diffuser going. Is it going? What we got in there? Like, we have uh, Awaken. 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 Awakening. Are we going to talk, are we gonna talk about Great Awakening today? I don't yes. know. Revival? No, I don't think we are. And we have the aroma of the bread maker, Ooh. which is, I think, just about done making some Italian bread mm. to go with our skeddies. You're going to put garlic on the Italian bread? Yeah. Do we have sausage? Yeah. And that wasn't even on the list. <laughs> and I got the sausage on the list yesterday when I was food shopping. I like food shopping. You mean scavenger I, hunting? Yes, it's a scavenger hunt because you don't. You, the list is never in order of the aisle. <laughs> so I add things during the week. All these, Aldi's, 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 tomato, yeah. tomato, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great store. If there's an Aldi's or an Aldi's, if you were just spelled you the say, same way, you mean all these? <laughs> uh, like I went to Aldi's. You mean all now, these? Now I now I make sure I say it all these. Yeah, uh, Justin's a. Uh, Young lad at our church who does everything there. Young he's lad. he's the guy. He's the go-to guy for sound engineering, for lawn mowing, for <laughs> light rigging, for light rig- <laughs> whatever you need. He'll be there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he always made fun of the way I said Aldi's, and now I have to say Aldi. Yes, but it's a great store. Well, uh, I think it's short for a name, so it probably is Aldi. Not to be confused with Aldo, which apparently is right. a high heel shoe. Which I had no idea about. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's a shoe store. But an Aldo oh, is a house. I guess it's a shoe store. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another story of, of a church guy correcting me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I had autocorrected when I wrote Aldi. It said Aldo. Mm-hmm. And Mike, uh, <laughs> he was like, you're bringing high heel shoes. I'm like, oh, uh, why do you, why do you know that? <laughs> but anyway. I have one pair of shoes from there. From a long, long time ago. The one pair of beige boots I have. Beige. And I have to say, they have lasted like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe even longer than that. It's my longest lasting pair of boots. Anyway. Yeah. Regardless. But yeah, when I go food shopping. Oh, back to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to finish the story. I like to think of it as a scavenger hunt because it makes it more fun. And you have to get everything on the list. And then you have to get the things that I text when you're in the... Right. You haven't done that in a while, but sometimes I would leave the store <laughs> no, wait, with I everything forgot. on the list, put all the groceries in the car, start the car, get a text. Oh, you got you have to get uh, garbage bags. Like, <laughs> All right. And I don't tell you I'm out of the store. I just go back in and get it. But then I'll tell you when I go home. Yeah, I was out of the store again. How do you know when I'm, <laughs> I'm already out of the store? Are you still there? Yeah. Sometimes I'll leave the store, and y'all get the text. I'm like, all right, I'll just go to this other store that's on the way. <laughs> or Eleanor would be like, did you tell him to get this for me? 
I need avocado. She always needs avocado. Avocado. Oh, yeah, because she likes having avocado toast for breakfast. Yeah, that you had it yesterday, but I think I was yeah. already in the store. But I don't think they had any at Aldi. Aldi? Aldi. <laughs> so I went to Acme. Acme. <laughs> or is it Ac- Acme? Acme or Acme. Some people say I, it. Acme. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's that. an extra A in there. Acme. Acme. Anyway. So, Karen, what are we even doing here besides talking about food stores and high heel shoes? Well, I think today must, might be our first, like, hot button topic. Hot button. Well, kind of. I mean, well, sovereignty of God sometimes, depending on who's listening, That's it's true. just controversial. Everything is. We didn't get any feedback with that one. Yeah, yeah. But this one is, is highly debated among Christians and other people who aren't Christians also do this, too. Yeah. What is it? Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so today's topic, by the title that you probably read on our podcast, is about yeah, the title. homeschool. Homeschool? Yep. That's, I like to call it life weird. schooling, because, you know. Homeschool. Home You might not education. always be home when you're learning. Well, actually... Everybody is learning all the time, really, so. I've learned something. <laughs> I was waiting for <laughs> I hope you did, too. Uh, Life is just a right, lifelong so, journey of learning. It is. So we homeschool. But, yeah. Well, did you ever think, like, when we had a child, that that's something that we would do? Not in a million years. No. <laughs> I didn't even know if we would have a ch- child. Well, She's here. Before, yeah. Well, that was before we were Christians. Mm-hmm. So, my little outline here, that's actually my first point. The background and why we got started in homeschooling. Um, so, yeah. I guess let's just jump into yeah, it. Yeah, let's start there. So... Um, to be quick, because this could get rather lengthy, but um, I was not a Christian when I decided to homeschool. Um, but I kind of, I don't, I don't remember when the idea first came to me, honestly, but I was working, um, I was working a full-time job and a couple side jobs and I, I got the idea and I almost dismissed it immediately because I figured there's no way I could ever do that. And then the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to. And it kind of felt like like a pipe dream almost. I'm like, well, how could we ever afford to do that? Um, but actually, the, the deciding factor was when I went to register my daughter for kindergarten. And I uh, collected all the paperwork that I had to fill out. And um, you have to bring papers to the dentist, to the doctor, to like, Mm. it was like so involved. And I was kind of just like exhausted by this process. And I started questioning, why, why do I have to answer all these questions? Why do I have to gather all this material? And I understand. And I did talk to a lot of teachers. Um, I went to school for teaching as well, but, um, I did talk to some of my friends that are teachers and, and they, you know, explained that it just helps them teach your child better to know as much as they can know but it was like super personal things like 
And, you know, if you're a teacher and you're listening, um, you know, I understand. Um, but anyway, after having filled out all this paperwork, I started kind of digging around on the internet and kind of researching um, what exactly was going on in public schools because, you know, it's been a while since I've been there. Um, and I came across these two words, common core. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, what? What is this? Like, I actually had never heard of it. And, you know, the more I dug, the less I liked it. And, you know, I came across all the the other systems that it kind of were Common Core, but named something different. Like, you know, uh, was it Straight to the Top or No Child Left Behind? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but anyway, I didn't like it. Um, so we kind of talked it out, had a family yeah. meeting between mm-hmm. the two of us and, you know, really sat down and said, could, could we actually do this? Could we actually homeschool and make this work? And, uh, I quit my full-time job. I kept the other jobs, but, um, I, I quit my day job so I could be able to do this. And it was a big adjustment. It was very hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I would never, I would never take back that decision in a million years. And now that I am a Christian, (laughs) I realize, um, you know, on a whole different level, why it is biblical to homeschool. And that brings us to the top to our second point, which, which is why is homeschooling biblical? Right. Unless you want to add to any of that backstory. No, I mean, I believe it played out, much like you said, because I was there. But but it is interesting that before you were saved, you you thought homeschooling was the way to go. Yeah. Uh, Which, again, most homeschoolers probably are from a Christian background. But it's kind of worked the opposite way uh, for you. Uh, which is pretty cool. And I believe God probably kind of used that process as well because probably in your digging for information about homeschool, you came across a lot of Christian sites or people who are Christians who were writing about it or mm-hmm. making videos about it. Um, yeah, mostly online resources are, are made by Christians or, mm-hmm. you know, because they do oppose what's being taught in, in public school. Right. Uh, yeah, and the, the Common Core stuff, kind of strange things. So like yeah. they... And actually, that we watched a documentary by, um, what's his name? It's called Indoctrination. Indoctrination? Uh, I will look he it also, up. Yeah, he also a... did another documentary on Wait the healthcare free. system. He's got a, uh, Colin yeah. Gunn. Colin Gunn, yeah. Oh, yeah, Colin that's right. Gunn. And he sent us a signed copy of yeah. one of them, right? Like... <laughs> But yeah, really good documentary on public school. Yeah, just the history of public school. Mm-hmm. It you know it's still a relatively newer thing in our country. Mm-hmm. You know, public school. Some people refer to it as government school because that's basically the foundation. Is the schools are teaching what the government wants them to teach, 
you know, if the government says common core, then it's common core. If it's no child left behind, it's no child left behind. Whatever the curriculum is, is what they want them to learn. And not that there's necessarily anything sinister behind it, but it's just... Yes, there is. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if the people are... I'm the conspiracy theorist in this relationship. <laughs> it's probably going to show well, a lot I, I in this episode. Been down that road before too, but yeah. I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt that they don't always realize. Well, what they're yeah, doing. the majority. Right. I think at the so I, I would, I would say, as you said before, <laughs> we have a lot of friends who are teachers. We both uh, went to school for education. I was in the public school system. For, for two years, taught public school. I'm still kind of well, have a relationship too. with a public school, you know, mm-hmm. being a, a marching band drumline instructor. So all the, the teacher friends that we have, to be clear, we don't think they're part of any plot. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> to, yeah to I'm not talking about children. the teachers. I'm talking about uh, the government. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So over the overarching, maybe there's something going on. Uh, but but it would come down to this, right? What what does the Bible say? So right. what are we even doing here? We're gonna talk about what the Bible says about education. And I would start with this this verse here, Proverbs nine, verse ten. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So all knowledge we have is a revelation from God, right? Whether you believe that or not, the mm. world is sustained by the creator who made it. So knowledge is revelation from God. So when we learn things, he's revealing a part of his character to us. So we have general revelation. We can see in the world and the things that are created um, that there is a God, that he exists, and we can study his creation. And then we have a special revelation in his word where he reveals who he is and who, and through Christ who he is. Uh, and basically, you know, how we are redeemed in this fallen world to God. Uh, but it's that fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge or the beginning of wisdom, some uh, translations say. And then uh, Colossians 2, let me pull up on my phone here. Using technology, man. <laughs> so Colossians 2, uh, Paul writes from verse 1, but basically verse 3 is where I want to focus. But verse 1, it says, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance and understanding and knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So Paul is saying, In Christ is where all treasures of wisdom and knowledge are. So without a foundation, to have an educational system not built on God, not built on Christ, it's not built on the rock. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a school system of any kind that's built trying to be secular, right, trying to not affiliate with, with the God of the Bible and teach truths, there's no foundation there. So yes, you can learn math, you can learn history, you can learn all these things, but there's no reason for it to to make any sense ultimately. Um, right. I mean that's that's kind of like an apologetic <laughs> argument, yeah, but, but it's it's true. So if if your foundation of knowledge 
is not built on God, then what's it built on? It's going to be built on something else. So there's there's no neutrality, basically. So to have a system of education absent of, of the God of the Bible, the true God, then it's going to teach you a foundation of something else, whatever that may be. You know, so ultimately, in in a government system, it would be government is the ultimate authority over education. Where Christians say, no, God is the ultimate authority over education. He's the reason we can know anything at all. Uh, it's another good one. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So that, to me, is saying that the responsibility of the education is the parents. the parent yeah and yes it, a parent's responsibility and what they choose to do could be to send them to school so to also be clear yeah <laughs> we're not saying that if you're a christian and you said send, send your kids to public school that oh no you're you're <laughs> sinning like yeah that's your choice you know right. there's christian liberty and we want to be gracious in this conversation um but i would say what's the foundation of that education you know, I, w- I would ask you to think about this. You know, is there a way that you can do this, educate yeah, your child? Yeah. Uh, and I think down this outline that you have. That's we'll, a later we'll, point. We'll yeah, you're kind of going that. over we'll later points. That. But, you know, yeah. well, you know, to speak of scripture, we kind of, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. But uh, so, yeah, we'll go into that a little later. And then uh, Deuteronomy uh Chapter 6, verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children, referring to the law uh, and the commandments of God. Uh, The writer says, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So this is the law of God. So definitely, I believe all Christians agree that it's it's our responsibility as parents Mm -hmm. to teach our children... um, the law to teach them the Bible to teach them the Word of God, uh, and that could get into another area of <laughs> of uh, church matters, like children's church or having your kid in service. Uh, but that'll be another episode. <laughs> that'll be another controversial episode later. Uh, but it all ties together. It is bottom line. I believe that it is the, the parent's responsibility, right, of education of educating your child. And it has to start with the foundation, if you're a Christian, the foundation of God. Right. So what, what does God say about education? Um, and, that, and that also, I don't know if you have And even that. like Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds this house, those who build and labor, build it, labor in vain. I kind of think of that in this, in this way too. Yeah. And again, this, this whole... <laughs> This whole topic can go either way, right? So we can, um, we have Christian friends who send their kids to public school, so. Yeah, most of them do. Right. Yeah. Uh, but this is just the, you know, what what we chose, and and I think we should get into the reasons, like the pros. What's, what's a benefit? Yeah, I kind of added, like, pros and cons, just because I feel like, even if you're not a Christian, mm-hmm. um, you know, these are the things people talk about mostly. You know. Um. So one pro. So pros. Okay. Pros. So pros. Dun dun dun. Ah, the bread's done. Beep. Hmm. Okay. One pro is to 
spend more time with your children or spend all your time with your children in my case. Yeah. <laughs> Take her to work with me. Um, and this is like a pro and a con, I think, because right. I do hear a lot of parents say that they need time away from their kids, <laughs> which I don't know if, if it's just because Eleanor is not much trouble, but I never, in public school, they're away from you the majority of the day. And, then, and when they come home, it's either rush to an activity mm-hmm. or like rush through homework, dinner, and try to get to bed so you can be ready for the next day. And I feel like, um, you know, it just sets up a busy, busy life for them, which is, again, a, a pro for, for some people. You know, they like their kids to be busy, 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 which is, you know, which is fine. But that's less time they're with you. And less time they're seeing how you live. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something I really enjoy about, you know, I, I'm at work, so I'm not here a lot when you're, you're doing the school or the day. Uh, but I think it's awesome for her to see how you do your day. And then you, you do, you're able to take her um, to piano lessons like she's with you through throughout the day so she sees how she sees how you live and so she can model that mm-hmm. you know into, into when she's older you know to see how mom lived and you know she's a little you, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, she pretty much likes to do all the activities that I like to do. yeah and then she's at an age now too where like she's you know fairly dependent in some areas you know and she helps you out around the house like mm-hmm. Like, random, r- randomly, recently, I just noticed, like, if we eat dinner, she'll say, oh, you done with that? I'll take your plate in. Like, yeah, she clears the plates in. Yeah. <laughs> but, so you're able to, to teach her to model life, right? And you're, you have a freedom, too, where some days you can, you know, maybe go to a museum or go to the park and play at the park, you know? You don't have to wait around till she gets home to your home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's there. You can just do it. And then you can do schoolwork at any time. You can do it anywhere. So if we wanted to take a trip during the week, she can bring homework with her or whatever yeah. work she's doing. Yeah, um, like the last year we um did art in the park a lot. <laughs> We'd mm-hmm. bring all our paints to the park and just sit there and, you know, paint something that was around us. But, yeah, I think the huge thing, too, with the time issue, you know, the school schedule is, like, regular school day was, like, six hours. So now they're with somebody else teaching them for six hours around other kids that are their age mm-hmm. that they have their own influences as well. So so now you have the influences of your peers, which is hard enough in this world. We see all these bullies. Is that down on the list? <laughs> Is that in danger? <laughs> uh, well, it, it kind of all connects, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they have the influence of well, their yeah. peers, and they have the influence of a teacher, and you don't know the background of that teacher, even though they're supposed to be neutral. No yeah. one brings a neutral worldview to to their work. Like, right. It's, you're not just going to have a math teacher to that teaches math. They're not allowed to bring a Christian worldview Right, to their... but every other one is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, so those things are going to influence, and not that we're not saying, "Oh, keep your kid in a bubble." No, because we're gonna we expose Eleanor to these things as well, but mm-hmm. we 
teach and say that here this is what this this group thinks this group thinks this group believes to give her a well-rounded view of the world but to look at that world through a biblical lens mm-hmm. where if, if you're if a kid is in school for six hours with other worldviews inundating them and then they come home and then you have to like almost not unlearn them but like now you have to dissect and then you say hey what you learn in school today and they give you the answer that you gave your parents, because I know I gave my parents this answer. Oh, stuff. Nothing. Yeah, yeah or nothing. <laughs> stuff. What kind of stuff? Oh, school stuff. Like. Yeah. I, I, I never. They're tired like, at the end of the day. They right. really don't want I don't think I ever, like, had, oh, we did this in math, and then we. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I kind of did. <laughs> but You probably did, but I was <laughs> just stuff, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but this way, you know what they're learning, because you're showing it to them. You're teaching it to them. Right, so that was the yeah. You know what they're learning, mm-hmm. and then um, the flexibility you can customize learning. their learning. You know because not every kid learns the same. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like in school, I know, I know it's tough. Like like I said, we we do have, we do have a lot of teacher friends, and they express their um, frustrations with that, like having to get. All the kids in their classroom up to a certain level um, and kind of getting pressure from the administration regarding that and the testing that's going on now which is a lot more testing now than it used to be so it's it's really tough when you have kids that are struggling in certain areas um, like my daughter you know she's great at some things and not great at other things and you can, you do have that flexibility. Oh, let's try something different tomorrow, you know? Let's try a different book or let's try a different method. Um, yeah. You just, you can take your time and not stress over it, you know? And your flexibility, you already kind of talked about. Like you can, <laughs> you don't have to um, adhere to that attendance record um, and be penalized for it. Penalized, penalized. <laughs> you need to go back to those? school. <laughs> you said penal. you said penalized. <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. You can't say that. Penalized. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. <sighs> sure. Uh, well, they're all the same age as you. You know, give or take. Um. That that rarely happens in real life. What? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, you don't All go our to friends your... are our age. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually the old people now in our friend group. I know that's weird. They're mo- most of them are all ten years at least younger. Our friends that we see regularly. Mm-hmm. So we are the old the old couple? Or there we have a few that are older than us that we see. That's true. Yeah. And they're, it's about 10 years older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to be our, in a friend circle, yeah, you'd have to be 10 years older or 10, 10 years younger. Yeah. But anyway, like, I don't know how big of a point this is, but, um, you know, when you go to a job, you're not going to be at a job with, like, 30 other people your age. And I, in a way, that is... Actually, that, that point was brought up in a really good book that a friend recommended to me. And this was after I was already homeschooling, but... This book changed her, or at least influenced her to, to homeschool. I forget the author off the top of my head, but the book is called 
um, education, does God have an opinion? Um, But he talks about in that book how, you know, being in that group of peers, you know, can be dangerous in the fact where you're trying to please those peers instead of, or, or you're influenced, we kind of touched on this already, but you're influenced by those peers more than someone who's older than you and wiser than you. And, you know, you're trying to fit in with those peers. So is it a book I think is by Israel Wayne, right? Education. I just had it. Education. Does God have an opinion? A biblical apologetic for Christian education and homeschooling by Israel Wayne. Yeah, it's an excellent book if you're if you're on the fence or if you're thinking about it. Um but yeah, I mean there's teachers and there's some good teachers that do have a big influence on your kids. But for the most part, it's those other kids that they go to school with that they are influenced by. Um I'm sure everyone has an example of, oh, he just got in with the bad crowd. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not blaming other kids for the demise of you know, your kid or whatever. Um, but they do get influenced very easily mm-hmm. by their peer group. Right. And scripture says bad company corrupts good morals. True. Like if you send, you know, some Christians have the idea that my kid's going to be light, going to be salt and light in that um, institution. But it's really hard. Not that they, they won't, you know, that they can't be. And they won't persevere in that matter. But it's going to be so difficult. Mm-hmm. And there are statistics that I don't have on hand, but that um, that the majority of Christian students do walk away from the faith by the time they're out of school, you know, by the time they're teenagers. Um, I just think, too, like that statement, my kid's going to be light and salt, and they're going to be like the evangelists of the school almost, right? Like, mm-hmm. how hard is it for us as adults in our workplace to, oh my be, gosh. to be light and salt yeah. sometimes to, to, true. to speak the words of, of God the gospel to people like you know we struggle with that I need mean, to like expect you know a six year old kid like in elementary school <laughs> <laughs> you know or even a teenager a teenager like I see it all the time like you know there, there might be a few Christians you know at, at the school where I, where I kind of work sometimes I don't know if they're sharing the gospel like and I can see, you know, not to give them an excuse, but it's hard. It's hard in that environment, right. especially if you're a teenager. Like, I try to put myself, if I was saved as a teenager, mm. you know, that was, I, I, mean, I think that's the hardest group. Your brain's to... <laughs> just not even working right. Like, yeah. Like, man, it's got to yeah. be hard. And then you, you put them in that situation. Like, be light and salt. If, if, if Maybe they can if you've trained them well up to that point like yeah i mean and there are those kids like you know mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah so uh, again i'm not umbrella putting an umbrella over all teenage christians and but i would just say it's a hard place to be especially high school right uh but karen i don't know if i can financially do this homeschool thing. I'm, you know, just giving you the jumping into the cons. Yeah, okay. the cons. Yeah. Let's go to the cons. I don't. Well, I had that concern I myself. Know you know, it. it is, it is a financial issue because 
You have to take care of your family. And in today's culture, the mom and the dad work. That's the new norm. Mm-hmm. You know, you need two incomes. Everything is so expensive. Right. Um, you you can rarely live off one income. So, and and we don't live off one income. Right. Um, you know, I still work. Fortunately, I'm able to work from home for 30 hours. And then, you know, I can go, I can get out for a little bit to do my other work, which, like we said already, I take my daughter with me. And that's, that's just a special <laughs> case. Like, that, that's probably um, a rare find as well. So both my jobs I feel really lucky to have. Um, and, and not everybody has these opportunities. Mm-hmm. So... And, you know, maybe you're a single parent, and then it's even harder. Yeah, and that, unfortunately, I think that's more of a new norm. Yeah. Is, is the, right. the single parent. So you you only have one income. Yeah, and what I, I would say to that is, because I'm sure there's single parents who, who want to, and they have multiple children, so we have one. So yeah. they have multiple children, and they have to work. You just pray about it and... God will find a way if you're meant to homeschool. Or also alternatives. I don't see alternatives on on your agenda sheet today because we're just talking about homeschool. But there's good Christian curriculum schools out there too. And I think the church in general, you know, Big C Church, Universal Church, and I guess it starts in the local church, we, we need to do a better job of being able to provide educational opportunities well, yeah because that's if you go back to the history which i forget where i put that in here mm-hmm. but uh history of public school um before it became this institution um the church did educate you know help educate right. the kids it was yeah back in the day you would learn how to read by reading the bible, the bible yeah uh but yeah, I just think um, there's gotta but, be like scholarships that to to like Christian schools. You know, I'm not talking about college scholarships, but just you know schools that are tuition based, private Christian schools. Mm-hmm. You know, or just provide ways of allowing parents to homeschool, like just even providing like books, like ways resources. Maybe we should get on that. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you know, well, there is... let's not be the, the ones to say, oh, you need to do this for this people group in, in the church and then not be the ones actually uh, doing it. Uh, I, I, it's tough. Like if I, if we couldn't find a way to do it, well, I don't know. We'd probably still be searching for a way to do it. But um, if you really want to, I mean, I would just say, just pray about it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. God will set up your situation a little differently but i mean christian school is the, is the next best thing i would say i mean again you're going to have the same problems where there's still that peer pressure yeah there's still i think the environment just in general of a school is is stressful especially the way things are today in our culture mm-hmm. but at least you know what they're teaching you know, you know the curriculum. Um, I don't know if we're getting too far into 
What are the other cons before we get too far into that? But mm. Well, a con would be less time for parents, which I kind of touched on in the pros. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, either, you either want more time with your kids or you don't. Um, so if you do homeschool, obviously you will have less free time as a parent. Um, financial burden, talked about that. Uh, you feel like you're not cut out to teach. Some people are under under the impression that you have to have a teaching degree to be able to homeschool. And I did go to school. We both went to school for teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you do not have a, you do not need a teaching degree to teach your children. I think you're the best person to teach your children because you know your children. You live with them. Um, you know their strengths and weaknesses. And I don't think you need a pedagogy class to be able to teach your your kids. Word of the day, pedagogy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big word, uh, pedagogy. I mean, I could think back to my pedagogy, 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 all these, all pedagogy. I, I mean, it it all depends on the teacher you had who was teaching you how to teach, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the ones I had definitely had strong views. Toward a certain way. Yeah. And then... I don't know. But anyway. So, I would say don't let that stop you. If you feel like you're not a good teacher, don't let that be a, a deciding factor. Um, you know, because I get frustrated. I'm not... I don't consider myself some great teacher. I'm definitely not. Uh, I, I get criticized for, for stuff. Or the way I teach my daughter by random people. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, I, I take constructive criticism, but we've, we've tried so many different things over the years. Actually, back to the financial thing, the very first thing I used was called Easy Peasy something. Easy Peasy Homeschool lemon, Online. Easy Peasy Lemon, lemon Squeezy. squeezy. <laughs> I think that's what you used. So there's this website, I think a... A woman started it. A woman. A woman. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. A, a person. They can't start websites. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should just link these. We always say we're going to link things, and then we never do. Um, <laughs> we had to follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find completely free curriculums, is my point. So you really don't have to spend a dime, because... You and I both know this is the <laughs> you and I, and, <laughs> and you and you and I. And Even me. my dog knows that you can learn anything you want to learn in today's world. You know, you can watch a YouTube video. No matter what kind of learner you are, you could listen, you could watch, you could read, you could you know, you could find a way to learn what you want to learn. So, I think it's the easiest. What am I trying to say? I don't know. It's 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 easy to teach yourself. Yes. No. No. I think you're trying to say that the the, the way like with with social media with uh, technology tech, technology uh, that you can teach yourself things. There's no things. excuse not to. Right. You can learn. You don't have to. You don't have to go to school to learn things now. You don't have to pay thousands of dollars uh, to get a college education, even even for that. Yeah. So you can. Go online. YouTube has free resources. Um, 
Coursera, right? You can you can There's use. There's so Coursera. many sites popping up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Udemy. Mm-hmm. Me to you. Udemy. Udemy. Fun with words. Uh, it, it, iTunes U. Like there's lectures on. Oh yeah. Like you, and you can buy textbooks. You don't have to, or buy any book. Like you don't have to be enrolled in a college to actually get the the books that they're using. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you're a self learner, let's just learn. Yeah, which I I've learned so much online. You know, um, we another one is out school, which Rue took uh, an animation class on recently, and I mean, whatever you want to learn, man, you could just do it. Mm-hmm. So should we talk about uh, like some reasons that we prefer the homeschool over like a government or public school, like? You know what number five here? The uh, you have the dangers of public school. <laughs> da, 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 the dangers, uh, but just, just dangers concerns. Of I'd say too. yeah, yeah. But I'd you say could, uh... things that are concerning. You know, w- without being you know overboard, overprotective, because people I know will lash out against some of these things. Uh, but like, well, honestly. Even my friends and family that have kids in public school are starting to get nervous just because of the safety issues lately, the shootings and and stuff like that, which I wasn't really even going to bring up. But um, when people find out I homeschool, they actually ask me, oh, is it because of the shootings? <laughs> like, they'll say that. And I'm like, mm. well, no, but, you know, I do feel safer with her. With, I do feel safer that she's with me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is. I mean, and and yes, these shootings can happen anywhere. Like you said, this could happen anywhere, right? Yeah. But it's just one place that we see, and maybe it's the media hyping it. But we see it right a lot in schools where someone goes in and it's sad, and we mourn, and that's a result of sin. Uh, and it happens in movie theaters. It happens at concerts. Right. It's you know, and I I get worried too, like big public event that you're at every time you go somewhere now you're around is it gonna happen Um, here but at least we know where she is and Mm. not that you know we're put her in a bubble helicopter parents right but at least for that moment in time we know you know she's with you or me um but another danger of public school from a Christian perspective, again, they're not being taught the foundation of the word, right? So when they learn how the world was made, it's going to be from an evolutionary worldview, which we will teach her about the evolutionary worldview, but not that that is fact. I'm sure he knows what it is. Right. Yeah. So and a good resource for that would be Answers in Genesis. Uh, Ken Ham has a lot of lectures oh on gosh. that. There's so many scientists that work for him. Uh, that have written papers for him that are on AnswersInGenesis.com probably is the website. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it .org? .org. Or, uh, anyway, you can Google Answers in Genesis. There's, there's tremendous Christian science resources, not the Christian science cult, but <laughs> science from a Christian perspective of how 
um, the Genesis account is what happened. You know, again, even within Christian, there's young Earth, old Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has a lecture about that and mm-hmm. how some people see that as a uh, throwaway issue. Not throwaway issue. What's the word? Well, it's not an essential issue. Essential issue, but he was kind of talking about how it should be. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> because if, if you have, to a whole if, topic if you have too. millions of years, then you have things dying before the fall. And death it, didn't come into after of, the fall. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> in in the in the the government school, you're not going to learn any perspective from Genesis on how the world was made. You, mm-hmm. So you're not going to learn either young Earth or older perspective of a biblical worldview. Right. You're just going to say, you're just going to learn that we were, you know plasma or whatever protoplasm yeah. that got struck by lightning that and this i know it's not the accurate what i'm describing here but basically it's what evolution is that, that one of your hands might be different stardust than the other <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're stardust we're plasma we evolved we became fish that decided to grow legs that you know had to eventually become apes that became man uh, and from that worldview it's it's Anything goes, really. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, what they're taught. And then, then you know, not to get too deep into this, but if you're taught that you basically evolved from nothing from no, with no purpose, no meaning, mm-hmm. then there's nothing wrong with going into a school and shooting people. Right. But there is, and I'm not saying people who learn this say there's nothing wrong with it, but at the end of the day, if there's no foundation based on the word of God of right and wrong, what's just, what's unjust. If you're random, yeah. why so, mm-hmm. is randomness a problem? Right. So we can't hold people to a standard if it's arbitrary, if it's just Well, that's one thing they can never explain bumping into stardust. in schools. The whole soul issue, the conscience issue. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation for why we have a conscience. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then your history is a selective history. You know, to, to us, like me and Rue in our school, you know, we look at the Bible. That's our history, you know. Um, that's the history of the world. <laughs> right. And then even when you get into world history, like in, you know, even like Revolutionary War, you're going to get a perspective that, that school, mm-hmm. that, you know, government wants you to learn. And I'm sure in England they learn different about the Revolutionary War than than we do here in the States. But if you homeschool, you can show different perspectives of, of history at that time. You know, from you know, world wars, every major event in history, instead of one perspective. And then from that, grab your view of it, all through the lens of, of truth of the word. Right. Actually, in some of the articles I was reading... To kind of prepare for this podcast, um, they were talking about how um, where is it? the kind of idea of public school kind of started in the early eighteen hundreds um, at Harvard. Harvard. The intellectual elite. There was an intellectual elite group that was actually founded by mm. Calvinists. Oh. And, uh, Calvinists. Yeah. 
they so were then, predestined to be there yeah. at council. But this group had kind of got invaded by religious liberalism, um, uh, leading to Unitarianism. Mm-hmm. Um, so it stated that the Calvinists got expelled eventually because they were <laughs> they had a different belief system. So this Unitarianism um, rejects the Trinity, the divinity of Christ. It kind of looks at Jesus like a teacher, not really um, a path to salvation. Um, so anyway, from there, they adopted a state-controlled education model as being what they what they saw as ideal. So the government should be in charge. And they actually looked at salvation as, or or the way to salvation should be attained through this education controlled by the government and not through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, by the t- yeah by the turn of the century, um, it was pretty much the norm, and the state's objective was to mold the children into obedient servants of the state. So. I think that's still been the ob- objective, mm-hmm. you know, in the mess we have now. And it just keeps, you know, progressives just keep wanting to move it, keep wanting to move that forward. Right. And, forward. and you think about it, even the model, like the high school model, middle school, high school model uh, of, of most schools, at least the ones that I've went through as a child, you know, you're in a class for, with, with your peers, your age group. 45 minutes or so 40 45 minutes bell rings you get up you move go down the hallway you got three minutes to get to your next yeah. class bell rings start class 40 minutes bell rings get up go you know it's like mm-hmm. designed to keep you moving and that's kind of how the assembly line of the you know the industry mm-hmm. so it's designed to get you basically obedient, obedient to you know, hearing that bell, time to move. Hearing that bell, time to move. Like, it's training you to, to be a follow instructions. Right. Really, too. Where another method of education is, uh, like, the classical model, which would, I think is is a good model of education. Which where is what we're using. Yeah. yeah. So, you like, logic. Like, kids aren't taught logic these days. You know, how to think. You're, you're told more of what to think than how to think. You know, how right. to reason, how to... You know, why am I doing this? You know, you... actually, they're saying they're teaching that now. Right. Like, as in math, and then in uh-huh. the Common Core math, it's mm-hmm. like, why do you think this is the right answer? <laughs> like, but that's it's a different kind of reason. Yeah, like, it's, um, but even reading has kind of taken a turn how, how reading is taught. Well, which actually has been taught like this for a while, but like mm-hmm. the sight word thing, I think is. The sight word thing is detrimental because, okay, they're just learning to memorize sight words, and they're not learning phonetically. And then after that, you know, they would start, in a classical education, they would start learning Latin um, and roots and all that stuff, and that's the way to learn your language, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Kids aren't learning to do things on their own. They're just learning to recite things, right. and then nowadays they're learning to take these tests. Let's uh, go down to these last few <laughs> questions here, because cause Karen, I just don't know how our daughter, if we homeschool, we continue this homeschool, how is she ever going to socialize with people? 
<laughs> like she is she gonna be able to make friends? Like you know I don't, think... I don't let anyone be my daughter's friend. <laughs> she's not allowed to have friends. You know, and, I lock and... her in her room and she's not allowed to come out mm-hmm. until dinner time. Right. But yeah, we as silly as that sounds, because I feel like homeschool is is pretty popular now, honestly. I don't know about popular, but it's it's way more common than yep. it used to be. Um, and you really don't get the pushback that you get. Well, sometimes, I mean, you still get that question. like, But usually it's from older people. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and to be fair, I used to ask that. of Like, I had friends that lived on my street. Uh, they were homeschooled. Oh, really? And I was like, you don't go to school? Like, that's weird. <laughs> you just learn at home. But actually, that's the number one reason I get from other parents who don't homeschool. They say, I want them to have socialization. Hmm. That's like their reason. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? She lives in this world. <laughs> like... right. And if you've ever met our daughter, she's the most social. She's way more social than yeah. me. Like she'll talk your ear off no matter how old you are. And yeah. you know, she's just excited to talk to people. We have her. When you homeschool, you can still have kids in activities. You okay, Norma? When you homeschool, you can still have your kids in activities. You know, we have Rue, Eleanor, in uh, dance. She loves dancing. So she's yeah. even getting her phys ed requirement in <laughs> <laughs> dance. Besides uh, all the gymnastics she does around the house. But she's got many friends at church as well. I mean, like, the homeschool kid had, like, so many kids at her party, her birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and they were different age ranges, too, like... Yeah. So yeah, actually, not... I don't think any of them were her age. Yeah, most exactly. are older, right? Besides well, except my niece. And Madison's a week older than her. Okay, <laughs> so a couple of them. Like, she had between five-year-olds and 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not that that matters. You know, your friends are your friends. But um, I think that's where church comes in um, as a big positive, too, because that's another family for her. You know, that's... That's a community that is, you know, helping raise her, essentially. Yeah. To some extent. But, I mean, I guess the bottom line is God has given you children, if you're blessed with children, and he's given you responsibility to store them, because at the end of the day, they're his. They're not yours. And that's a hard thing to think about, is our child is, at the end of the day, gods who he has blessed us with to raise and he has given us his word on how to raise her and it's not a suggestion so we are to raise her in the fear and admonition of the lord we are to disciple her so we are the number one disciples Mm -hmm. disciplers Disciplers. teachers of how to follow god so not only do we have to teach her about god we have to model that as well but then teach her about the world through the lens of the Bible and how how things work. Um, and if you choose uh, to homeschool, then that, that's great. If you can't homeschool, we, we pray that there's a way that you can. If you disagree with us, that's fine too. We're not, yeah. we're not the end-all, be-all authority on what you should do with your child. 
do what you believe is best, what you believe God is having you do that is best. Um, right, so he, actually, all these all these pros and cons uh, at the end of the day don't really matter because to me, you know, my number one reason for homeschooling is because I feel like this is what the Lord wants us to do. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's a quote from Vody Bauckham that always oh, yeah. that always rings in my head, and I'm not saying this, I'm not saying Vody is the end all be all you know, of Christian homeschooling. But he's a very <laughs> wise man. Yeah. And he says, if you send your kids to Caesar, don't be surprised they come back as Romans. Mm. And it makes sense. If, if you right. s send your kid to a government school, don't be surprised if you have a hard time with them and then, and then teaching them in the way of the Lord, basically. So I'm not saying... You have a lot to undo. Yeah, you have a. It's a, gonna be hard. It's a gonna, bigger job, a way bigger job. Yeah, I think it would be harder for us. To. I think because she is so social, you know, if she went yeah. to public school, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like you, I said, every it, kid's different. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Yeah, only it, the Lord knows. And it's their still heart. hard. Like we, you know, there's still struggles. There's still gonna be outside influences. We can't keep her in a bubble, but we have to just do the best we can. And just rely on God because I can't save her. You you can't save her. It's right. got to be God. And she's made a profession of faith. She's been baptized, but we still have to pray she's and train and God. teach. She's, and yeah. yeah. But she could walk away too later. I mean, you never know. She could... Well, and that's what I, I believe that the first verse that I read, or one of the first, uh, mm. teach your child, train up a child in the way. He should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. This verse isn't saying they won't, at a time, walk away. But if you mm -hmm. put them, if you anchor them in the Word, right. and what you're teaching them is is grounded and rooted in Christ, then this verse, I believe, is giving hope that they won't ultimately depart from what you've taught them. Right. And that's all I've got to say today. I mean, us as parents and all the other parents out there. We all want what's best for our kids, you know? So we just need to do that the best way we know how. You know, don't do it the easiest, fastest way, the laziest way. Don't do it because you don't want to spend time with your kids. Kids are a challenge, you know, and some are way bigger challenge than others. But that is your God-given child. So, you know take heart in that struggle and you know praise that struggle because god gave you that struggle so resources that we recommend it and hopefully we'll remember to link them is uh was that book was that book called again i just had it let me pull it up again does uh, god have an opinion or... yeah education does god have an opinion a biblical apologetic for christian education and homeschooling by israel wayne also, you can check out the movie Indoctrination by Colin Gunn. Uh, you can probably Google it. It might be on YouTube. I would suggest that uh, you buy it and not download it for free because we got to <laughs> support yeah, the support. I mean, it might be available for free, but yeah, you yeah. know, support. I don't know if we still have our copy. We, we might have lent it, it to somebody. Uh, but that so that's, you could buy it and loan it. <laughs> yeah, buy it, loan it, forget who you gave it to, and never get it back again. <laughs> uh, but that's a good resource. I'm, I'm sure you can go online and and 
Google, uh, what Vody Bakum has probably done a few speeches and, and, um, sermons about education. Uh, maybe we'll find one and link one in the show notes. If you want to, uh, stay up to date on our podcast, you're either listening to us right now on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please subscribe if you're on iTunes and leave a nice, beautiful, wonderful, glowing five-star <laughs> review. Uh, if you uh, have questions about homeschool uh, and you want to ask us, you can contact us there or on Facebook at What Are We Even Doing Here is our Facebook page and also Twitter by the same name. If you have uh, the opposite opinion of us, please lovingly, uh, you can you can address that as well. Um, and what else? If you need help finding a job from home. <laughs> yes, if you're a seamstress, we can probably get you, yeah, really? <laughs> get you a job at home. Uh, well, actually, my daughter did a program last year called Freedom Product. Ugh. Freedom Project. Freedom Project Academy. I tried that for a year. That was an online, um, she had a teacher online. And they just did like the basic stuff, some reading, some math. Um, it was only two hours. But if you are a teacher, and maybe you are frustrated with your job, you know, there's so many online teaching opportunities now. Like, it's amazing. And I mean, I don't know that you'll get the same amount of pay, but, you know, I think if you can make it work with your family financially, you know, really. If it's not too much a burden, just cut some stuff out. I think overall in this culture, we're all living with more than we need, probably. <laughs> but anyway, just like a little side thought I had. But there are there are jobs out there if, if you truly if you truly want this. Yes. <laughs> well, Karen, like I said earlier in the podcast, I learned something today, and I hope I hope everyone out there did too. And would you like to? Is there anything else we I have? I learned that I'm hungry. I'm hungry. It's We're about to time. go eat some skeddies and sausage and Italian bread. bread. Thank you, Poppy, for the bread maker. Made in the bread maker. Uh, would you like we've to... been using nonstop since he gave it to us years ago. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it Ra- up. <laughs> Which I have to say, on the episode when I was not... Last week's episode that I was not a part yeah, of. She's back. Um, yeah, the outro was not right. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't. I, know. <laughs> I was trying to do it from memory. I didn't have it yeah. written down. That's all right. It wasn't hey, as... nobody. We we never set any rules, so true. We never said you know say the exact same thing. No rules of this school. <laughs> There's no rules. Anarchy. What was that? Is that Caesars or what was that pizza place commercial where pizza, the guy pizza. the guy goes in and he goes There's no rules and, and then he takes off shirt. his shirt and then put on a shirt. There's one rule. There's one rule. <laughs> <laughs> that commercial used to crack me up. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but don't watch TV because you'll get indoctrinated. <laughs> indoctrinated. Anyway, um, all right. I'll wrap this up before it's tomorrow. So, until next time, we pray that you seek the kingdom of God and that you will continue to learn what we are even doing, doing here. here. <laughs> Grace and peace. Robot. <laughs> <laughs>
Pedagogy. Aldi's? Aldi's? Pedagogy.